When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Clark Schmidt here, pitcher for the New York Yankees, and you are listening to the boys of 161st Street, the greatest Yankee podcast in the world. Thank you guys for tuning in. Alrighty, welcome back to the boys of 161st Street, episode 204. Today is June 2nd, and I'm having a fantastic day. We're recording this in the middle of the Yankees doubleheader against the Angels. Shohei Otani is apparently washed. Nestor Cortez wins the battle against him and laughs because he got him to laugh, and I thought that was just a very funny moment in the game. So Pure. Uh, it was just very pu- it was, that was a Pure big baseball moment. moment right there, and I think Nestor Cortez... Is uh, I mean he's, he's he's obviously better than Shohei Otani, and maybe we should start giving him at bats. Maybe, who knows? Nestor might cut loose. Um, you know, you would real quick, real quick. Did you see? There was one guy. I obviously was joking when I said like, you know, is he washed? Does he suck? Whatever. The guy's like, no, he doesn't suck. He had one bad game. He's a top five player in baseball. I was like, yeah, I, I got that, pal. Thanks. Like, Thanks, man. <laughs> you really, really showed me something there. I really, really appreciate that. Fucking like Dan or whatever your name is. <laughs> so I want to open this episode up. Obviously, we're, we and I apologize for not putting an episode on Tuesday. Murph had the worst sunburn that anybody's had on this side of the Mississippi. At first, me and Chandler were doing a stream on playback. We were watching the game. Um, we can only do those for the lot for the national broadcast. So we'll, we'll let you guys know when we do those. But it's essentially just like a watch along. And it's a lot of fun. We tear it up in there. Um, but Murph couldn't join us and couldn't record. So it, it kind of just fell through the recording after that because we were tired. We did the whole game. And then Murph just was apparently throwing up from a sunburn that was so bad, which I've never seen. it. And honestly, I'm, have you ever heard of sun poisoning? I don't know. Uh, you look pretty fine um, right now. So I don't know. Did it, did it disappear? Did you put paint on yourself? I don't know. For the YouTube crowd, if you're watching it live on YouTube on Bronx Pinstripes, go subscribe. But Murph looks perfectly fine. So. Um, the, the jury's <laughs> out. The jury's out to see if he was just slacking. And, um, yeah. So. I can assure you. He looks, a little, he looks a little red. He, he looks, looks a little red. pink, but, like, not. It maybe even, maybe it it's the hat. on my face. I had a hat, sunglasses, and beard. It didn't hit my face. It was my whole shoulders are ripped to shreds. There were, like, Show me. blisters and boils. No. <laughs> I showed you before we hit record. I step outside. No, 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 no. Dude, th- I've had many a sunroom before. This was different. And it still hurts, and I got it on Sunday. I'll tell you what. I have a sunburn, and I played through. Dude, I'm, I can I, – I, I don't know what to tell you. And I'm planning on getting – I could have come up with a lot better excuses. If I'm I planning – If that was what it was. like fucking Neapolitan ice cream. Yeah, and I'm planning on getting very sunburned this weekend in uh, in Montauk. And I'm, I'll tell you what. I'm going to play through on Monday – when the next episode comes out, uh, I wanted to open this episode up. Obviously, we're going to talk. Since we missed last week's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about the Rays series as well because that was the most recent series before this Angels series. Uh, 
spoiler alert, we won't be talking about the night game because it hasn't happened yet when we're recording this. But I did want I did see a clip this week that I wanted I, I was itching myself to address on the podcast, but we didn't have a chance to because we we're supposed to. But um, it's this clip of this guy, and I don't even want to give him the time of day. But Murphy, you could you could let us know his name because I forgot it already. But it, there was this clip just going around the socials of this guy just saying this. And decent pitching, nothing great. Cortez has been their best pitcher, believe it or not. Severino is a middle of the rotation to bottom of the rotation guy. Even Cole is only a 2-3. If I am Brian Cashman, I've got to get a ring for Hal Steinbrenner. I've got to go out and bring in an ace. I've got to find a way. They've got... So... <laughs> his name is David Sampson. For those that want to look him up and throw rocks at his windows, that is the guy you're looking for there. But, I mean, just instant thoughts to that. Chandler, I'll let you go. I just, if you have like a platform that you can actually talk on like national TV, I think you have to at least be able to read. I don't, I mean, you don't have to watch <laughs> the games, but just use your fucking eyes, dude. Like, look at, an app. I don't know. Look at the MLB app. That takes, I don't know, 30 seconds. I mean, just what a fucking idiot. Like, I, there's nothing else to say. I mean, obviously, I could tell you he's wrong, but we all know that. Anybody, even non-Yankees fans know that. At least, you don't even have to watch baseball. You literally don't even have to watch baseball. It's, it's bad. It's I just bad. can't, I can't believe that like he said, he led with Nestor Cortez naturally, because he's, he's that dude, but Cole is a two three. I mean, everything about it obviously was wrong. It's just yeah, it's, it's nonsense to me. Rotation arm, like the fact that they said they need to go out there and find themselves an ace. Like, well, also, who the fuck ridiculous. are they going to get? Even if that is what you want to do, and the Yankees are this awful pitching team, which is just not true. But assuming they are, who do you suggest they go get? Who's the who's that ace on the market that's better than Garrett? That you know just puts Garrett Cole to shame since apparently he's a dog shit. And on top of that, he responded to whoever actually tweeted that video. I don't remember who it was, but he responded to the original tweet and was like, the goal is to get through October, not to it. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about, you fucking moron? <laughs> I mean, this is, and if he's ever using other years as an example, I mean, this team is clearly better than any other team. I mean, the, people have... And we've talked about it in the offseason that, like, you know, we're kind of running the same thing back, but we're not really because a lot of people are, have matured and came into their own. And that's not, it's not, it's, we're two months in and it's not a fluke anymore. It's just like this, in a sense, we were running the same thing back. I think that guy was making a point as to, like, what we would have said before the season started after you got a glimpse of guys that, like, Tyone and Montgomery were still doing it. But even that, Cole wouldn't be a fucking 2-3. He's coming off a near Cy Young year last year. I mean, when you say that, you lose all credibility. But, I mean, I don't know. There are – this does bring me to a point before I let you go, Murphy. There are definitely pitchers on the market. And and when is the trade deadline? It's July, right? Uh, Uh, I think it's something like that. I I always thought it was in August. It's August 2nd this year. Okay, so it it is – Two months away, but two months exactly away, actually. But like that's gonna that's quickly approach, and there are arms on that will be on the market, but none like you said that are a top of the rotation guy better than Garrett Cole because there aren't many. Um, yeah, yeah everybody who's for Jacob Degrom. That's the thing. Everybody who's Scherzer? got everybody who's already got a pitcher like that is contending for the most part, unless it's you know like a young maybe guy. But that's not what he's talking about. The craziest thing is that that's what he's bringing up about the Yankees when going into the season, we're underwhelmed because it seems like we're running the same thing back. 
And yeah, bats have come here and there from unlikely sources. But the reason that this team is winning, especially with the recent injuries, is because the pitching, especially the starting pitching, is lights out. And that's the part that he's saying isn't going to hold up. What and is it's it, like, like seven what or are eight you talking games about? in a row that the starters have gone into the seventh or eighth? I, I don't know if that's true, but I would certainly believe it. Is it is true. I mean, yeah, I'm not surprised by it at all. It yeah, I agree, though. If, if you're going to pick something, pick, like, the hitting potential. I mean, even though they, we look pretty bulletproof right now, but, I mean, def- the, 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 the best part was is the pitching. What? I'll buy the Aaron Judge is overrated over that the pitching. Like, at least you can somewhat make a case that, you know, he's been injured in the past, whatever. No, like, I the, don't even think you can make that case. I, I don't think that you get what I'm saying here. I'm saying that those people have more credibility than this dickhead does. Oh, okay. That's what I'm, I'm not arguing that, obviously. I'm yeah. just saying that that argument, as ridiculous as that sounds, has more credibility than that the pitching isn't good. That's yeah. what I'm getting. Oh, yeah, I mean, everybody is performing well above expectations with the exception of Garrett Cole, who is playing, I would say, two very high expectations. Yeah. You want to talk about I don't I don't want to give that guy any more any more minutes of fame because he, he, he might have been just coming at out there for clicks. I don't know, but I think he's just actually stupid. He might actually be stupid to seek help, but um I wanted to talk about Chandler's favorite player. Used to be one of my favorite players. Becoming back into that fold, Miguel Andujar has been just, he's been pretty good. What are his numbers since he's come up this year? I wouldn't say pretty good. He's been outstanding. I, I can give you that in a sec here. He's hitting 273. Uh, he hasn't had a home run yet, which is interesting. Um, but yeah, 273, 265, 303. How many two bags has he got? Uh, Mickey two bags. That's what I'm saying. He's one been base hits. Yeah, I mean he's got nine hits, one double. Certainly better than Aaron Hicks. Although Aaron Hicks Joe stat line, whereas OBP is lower than his average. Huh? Yeah, that's crazy. Wait, I was what? like, wait, when I read that out, I was like, that doesn't. Make <laughs> yeah, sense. I pulled it up because I didn't believe you. That's that's something you see in fucking my player just going for triples all the time. Yeah. What is it? Well, I know today he he had one plate appearance, one RBI, and one strikeout because he had a sack fly to score. Yeah. No, his on base percentage is lower than his batting average. How is that possible? Like you get thrown out trying to stretch a single into a double or something. <laughs> and that doesn't and count as being on base. Walks a lot yeah. too. That's crazy. I mean, obviously, uh, that's just, that's crazy. Um, I mean, for for reference, his OPS is five sixty eight, and like nobody that is even close to hitting two fifty is moderate. The only person close to that is Aaron Hicks at five eighty eight, and he's hitting two ten, two eighteen. So is he really doing people. that well then? He's just got a lot of singles. I mean, it'll. Even itself out. What's he's his OPS of, plus looking like? He's got a lot of big hits too. Wow. He's, he had, you know, the RBIs in the game we went to against. I don't even fucking remember who. I think that was the Rays. No, the no. Rays was in Tampa. Rays was, was in Tampa. It was whoever they played. The White Sox. Oh. So he had that big RBI there. He had a big RBI in Tampa. He had a big sack fly. I guess it wasn't big, but he had a sack fly today. He's driving in runs when it matters. I don't know. I mean, obviously, I don't actually think he's going to win an MVP, but you know, <laughs> he, he's he's much better than Aaron Hicks in left field. I think he also looks great in left. He looks fantastic. Like for what we've been, he he was a bad fielder to begin with at third, and then you move him to the outfield. You don't really have high expectations, but I feel like he's been playing it pretty well. 
I mean, it's not like it's not like Aaron Hicks was playing fucking like premier no. defense out there. He was, he was looking lazy. Defense. He was looking terrible. That's one thing. That in like past tense. That's one thing on this podcast. I think none of us can quite figure out. We haven't really looked into it much, but I feel like every time we come across the defensive metrics, we just don't even like. Don't look. Who cares? Like oh, he looks good to me. So I Go test. out. Get out so there, killer. <laughs> If you actually watch the game, you know who's a good fielder and who isn't. It's yeah. just funny, though, because we, we dive into the deep saber metrics in every other category, even down to, like, sprint speed. And just for whatever reason, the, the metrics are out there in the world for us to consume. And, and all four of us just, no thanks. I'm good. Yeah. I mean, I mean the, the issue with the whole playing time and, like, who's going to get what is that like take for instance today, Aaron Hicks had three hits, and on paper and on stats that looks great. But when you actually look into what happened, he had like a bloop single that he was out in front with and just like got in front of Mike Trout. He had a dribbler to the right side that just happened to get by the first baseman, and then his last his lower hit was actually like kind of nice. It was like a nice line drive center field. But, hey, congrats! But like stuff like that's gonna happen. Then he's gonna play for the next three weeks because he had one good game with three hits. And then Miggy's going to not get his playing time. And then it's just an endless cycle of us playing Aaron Hicks day after day and us getting frustrated and talking about it. So. I am I am happy that, you know, th- I, I feel like there's no... I don't want to say I'm happy because then I sound like I'm, I just deliberately hate him for no fucking reason. But I just feel like with every other Yankee we've ever, you know, we call them out when they're bad, right or wrong, Right. So every other Yankee, Gary Sanchez, all the ones that a lot of the bad players seemingly have a fan club of people that will just defend them to no end, even when they're just completely wrong. And every time like a game like today, if Gary Sanchez hit two home runs in one game, the Gary Sanchez supporters would come out of the woodwork and just be like, oh, see, he's he's going to get on a hot streak. I feel like that doesn't exist for Hicks because he just sucks. You got to be some type of bad or rub the entire fan base the wrong way to not have a single person in the world that will come out today after a three-hit game and be like, see, he's back, this is the Hicks that we remember that hit a home run off the foul pole. And if, if you do exist and you are that guy, please shoot us a DM because I want to know that there's a pulse uh, on the Aaron Hicks fan club, but I just don't, I, I don't see it. And uh, if you are in the Aaron Hicks fan club, I... I don't scratch that. Don't DM <laughs> because I don't. I don't want to hear anything you have to say because you're just not. Uh, you're not. You're you're lumped in the same group to me in my little black book as this guy that uh, thinks that Garrett Cole is a two three. True. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. So, do you think actually Miggy has a chance to take that left field job from Higgs? Or do you? To, I don't. Double double Yankees. question. Double question. Do you think the Yankees will do? And I think that's where you're heading right now. But. Realistically, be impartial here, Chandler. I know you. It's very difficult because Miggy is your favorite player, but man, I don't think that's like difficult. I can separate, you know, <laughs> my feelings for the Yankees for other things. Uh, I think he'll get a chance. I don't. To Damon's point, he'll have that one like three hit game, even if it sucks, and the Yankees will just cream themselves over it and be like, "Oh my God, he's the best player of all time." But I think he'll get a chance. You've seen it already. He's started over Hicks at like four of the last five games. I think he'll get his opportunity. I don't know if he'll be able to do enough. Just I just don't think like I, I don't know. I don't know what enough would be to actually 
take his job. And on top of that, you have Stanton coming back. Carpenter is apparently Babe Ruth. I I think it's going to be very hard for him to stick around once Donaldson's healthy and Stanton's healthy and we get all these guys back. I, I just don't see them doing it, but I don't think it's right. Yeah, I mean, does does it come? I mean, at the end of the day, does it really come down to like Andrew Har versus like Matt Carpenter now? <laughs> because like, who gets that extra bat spot on, on the on the bench? I just when, when everyone's healthy, gonna, when everyone's healthy, I don't think they're going to leave Hicks or Andujar on the bench though. That's the thing, because he's kind of proved over his career that he can't be that bench bat. That's kind of you know plug and play. He has to get consistent playing time to do well. He's also young-ish now. I mean, he's getting a little older, but you want to get him consistent at bats so he's ready when, you know, an injury inevitably happens. I think that they would move him to AAA. He also has options. Matt Carpenter doesn't. Yeah. All these uh, all these things kind of just go into it, and I think he's kind of got, he's playing against you know, a stacked deck or whatever, but the deck I, is stacked I, against him. The deck is stacked against him. But that's what I said in a roundabout way. But um, such a wordsmith, Damon. <laughs> You'll know the half of it. The deck is stacked against him. But I just, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't think he'll. I don't think he'll get the opportunity. I think he would have to be just absolutely lights out. He's been good, but not good enough. I don't know. Right or wrong. Batting four don't. tonight in the night game. He, he has. He'll continue hit. to bat four or five, and he'll he'll get at bats and he'll produce, but he won't do. I mean, I just don't, like I said, I think it all comes down to the options and stuff like that. You've got Matt Carpenter, who is playing well, veteran guy. He doesn't need the everyday at-bats. I think whenever push comes to shove that they're going to end up, you know, relegating him to AAA just so he can get routine at-bats. Because, I mean, what did you say, Murph? I was just going to say, can we talk about how Matt Carpenter doesn't have a base hit yet, but he has three home runs? That's the Joey Gallo approach. Literally, he's he's like, he's the three true outcome Joey Gallo. Can First. we can we make a water bet on this? Yeah. What can we can we do a Joey Gallo esque bet on him and say, do you think that he gets? I don't know what's a realistic amount of home runs. Do you think he, what do you what does he get first? Ten home runs or ten singles? Ten well, singles. Let's make it this. Let's say who has a higher home run to single. Let's make let's call it singles. Home run to singles ratio by the end of the year. Yeah. Let's do both. Gal hell of a head start. Well, yeah. it's, no, I'm not, I'm not saying what well, the one with Carpenter has nothing to do with Gallo. It's like, does he get to ten home runs first or ten singles with a three home run lead already in that category? I think it's he's got to hit the singles first, right? I don't know. There's I mean, no it, way he hits ten home I, runs before I think he hits he, ten I think singles. It's situationally, like going forward, what kind of positions he's going to be put into, and I think he's going to be put into like. Random pitch hitting situations where you need a home run. He's gonna be DHing. Like he's not gonna be like just like hitting singles left and right in these situations. He might just hit dingers, and that's it. I just it. don't think it's a foregone conclusion that he's gonna be on the team for much. Time. I don't either. No. <laughs> I mean, so option C is he not gonna hit either? That would be my option because I mean, like I said, Stanton, Donaldson, they're coming back. That's like, true. Within a week or two. I, I, I forgot about Donaldson. They keep, they're not going to get rid of Marwin. They play him almost every day. I just, I mean, I don't know. I don't really, I don't see any world where Matt Carpenter finishes the season on the major league team. You can clip be that because I'm probably wrong. But So to the ratio question, who would you take having a, a more stacked home run to single ratio? I mean, Joey in favor Gallo. of home runs, who's, who's got that? Joey Gallo. You think? 
Matt Carpenter is. Not I think I would take Matt Carpenter because if if he gets sent down and he's already at a three to nothing base, then he's. I think you're. I oh, I thought you were talking like if all things were even over the course of a season. No, no, no. Like just the the way it shakes out at the end of 2022. Who has the better? Who has more? Not I wouldn't even say say better. It's not better, but it's who has more home runs compared to their singles. The ratio. Yeah, the ratio. I, I yeah. think it's going to be. I think I put my money on Carpenter. It's, it's going to be Matt Carpenter because he'll hit two more home runs and then he's going to hit like four or five singles and then everybody's going to come back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, can I read the lineup to you for to you guys tonight? Did you guys see it yet? Yeah, I, I was going to. You can still read it. So for the night game, it is DJ Judge Glaber Andujar. That's the four, and then the four bottom three. half here is. IKF, Hicks, Gallo, Higgy, Marwin. Absolutely murderers row in the second half here. Obviously, I think who's who's out of this lineup that I'm that I'm Carpenter that isn't starting Rizzo, for, for Tra- double header. Trevino. Rizzo's getting the night off. Trevino. And obviously that makes sense. It's a double header, so you're not gonna have everybody play eighteen innings in a row. Mm-hmm. Um I, I, I love that Judge is still out there. I mean, that's some I feel like that's something. Do you think he finishes out? Obviously, people Kind of bad radio because by the time they're listening to this, they're going to find out that he either played all of the innings or didn't. But if you were the manager, would you let him play all 18 innings? He's DH, so. Yeah, he's DHing. Yes. Hicks okay. is in center. But games played-wise, after tonight, if as long as Rizzo doesn't pinch hit, he Judge and Rizzo are tied for the most games played this year, which is uh, kind of baseball crazy. I'm not surprised. Yeah, and the Yankees. So. Um, I'm not surprised that Rizzo's up there, but I'm a little surprised that Judge has been – not only healthy for this many games, but they've Don't not given too many off days. I mean, well, you know, I mean, even if he's healthy, year. we're used to him getting off days. True, contract year. You're right. Yeah, I contract feel like with the contract, you can't, you can't even like if you started to say, yeah, "I'm going to give you a day off here when you're hot," like that, that nonsense thing that we always talk about, like, "Oh, he's too hot, he's going to get an off day." I feel like if you're judge, you can just make the case, like, "Dude, you can't do that to me. I'm literally in a contract year. I bet on myself this year." I know he doesn't like to say bet on himself, but he bet on himself this year. You, like you can go up to Boone's office and be like, "Dude, I'm playing. You can't. Like, this is literally my money on the line here. You, you'll let you either let me play. Like don't try to keep me from getting hurt. That if I wanted to not get hurt and and just secure my bag, I would have taken a contract before. So now he's he's playing every single day. He, he like absolutely physically can. On the flip side of that, the Yankees have no downside to playing him every day because if he does get hurt. Yeah, I'm not saying they're rooting for injury. I'm just saying they don't have to be they can kind of throw caution to the wind, you know, before he's their prized guy that they want to lock up long term. He's already turned you down. Now it's like this could be our last year with him anyway. We have a chance at a World Series. You know, you're you're run him into the ground. Yeah, you're playing what you're playing every day. And also I I know what you're saying, and from a business perspective too, not that anybody roots for injury, but it, not just this is a terrible way of looking at it, but if he does get hurt, the value is lower, and you can resign him to a low, much that's lower what I'm deal. At. Yeah, yeah I know. I don't. That, I don't think that's how they're looking at it necessarily, but it is. It's, it's a there. Factor. I mean, it's a it's factor. Not, it's not like they're sitting there like, man, maybe, just maybe, we can get Aaron Judge hurt. Like, they're not thinking <laughs> they're not that. But, that. But, so but, you're you know, saying there's a chance. I'm just saying there's, you know, there isn't that huge. Uh, I don't know. It feels like in years past, like, yeah, we need to protect our franchise cornerstone at all costs, even if that means sacrificing a game or two. Now it's like the mindset of, well, he may not be here in a year anyway. You know what? Let's let's give it all we got. So 
I guess that's the nice way of putting exactly what we just said. Yeah. All right. Do you want to get in hot or not? Love sure, Luke. All right. Chandler, which color button was the hot? Uh, I think the <laughs> knot is yellow and the hot is the one below it. I think you're right. All right. One way to find out. Yeah, one way I'm to find out. Like 60% of the time. So. Who wants to do the hots? I'll do the hots. And for those tuning in for the first time, welcome in. Hot or Not is a segment presented by Underdog Fantasy. Damon, you want to pull out the ad read so we can keep the lights on at this place? Wow. Well, first of all, yes. But first of all, very exciting news. We are now going to be working with Underdog Fantasy. Um, for quite some time. You'll be hearing about it for a while. So, Not to outshine Chalkboard, which this episode is also, also presented by. Go join our group chat, Chalkboard. Link is in the podcast description. Link is in the bio. We're trying to build the biggest Yankees group chat on the face of the earth. We're almost there, but we're missing all of you. So everybody <laughs> needs to join and make this group chat a lot of fun. I'm just kidding. We have like 450 people in it right now. It's a ton of fun. Go download the app. Join the Yankees group chat. It's also a betting app, so like it syncs your bets from any of your degenerate gambling books that you use. It automatically syncs, and we can chat about it, and we can talk about how Shoyo Tani's washed in there like we did today. But, Damon. One yeah. more sponsor away from getting the Adirondack Thunder. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Oh, <laughs> yeah, brother. Yeah, we're like very close to hitting our 10,000 group chat number. We're about 400, so we're, we're almost getting there. We're getting there. Anyway, Underdog Fantasy. Um we will be hosting some very cool events in there, some more information to come on that. But for right now, let's get you guys set up, all right? Go to Underdog, download the app, or sign up on our website, underdogfantasy.com. Promo code 161BOYS, you get a $100 sign-up bonus. Yeah, that's us. That's us, and you get $100. We're giving you $100. Well, we're not giving $100. They're giving us. we are basically giving you $100. We're giving, we're, we're giving, Murph's giving you $100 out of his wallet. Yeah. So it's like it. it's like when uh what's like when Shaq's money whatever that, that win Murph's is. money so win he, Murph's money and then give it back to him so he can get aloe for his sunburn yeah <laughs> all right <laughs> anyway go to underdogfantasy.com. um use our promo code one sixty one boys to sign up you get a hundred dollar bonus when you sign up again it's like fantasy pick 'em games we're gonna be hosting some things in there so you can bet against us during those just like fantasy pickums, So it's going to be a lot of fun. Absolutely fade and, uh, Chandler on everything. Yeah, fade Chandler. <laughs> that's been my motto. Well, it's going to be a little, yeah, little, little, little draft. You, huh? Yeah. A little <laughs> draft. And so we'll have days where you can just like draft team against each other, play daily fantasy. You can win against us. Take our money for actually, for real. Um, what? Yeah. Well, if they bet against us, we're both putting money into oh. it. And the, the pot comes out. So That's, that's fun. how it works. Yeah, that's how it works. So a lot of information to come. But anyway... Go join right now. Get your bonus so you're ready for when we actually do that. Hot or not. Rob. Hot or not. Presented by Underdog Fantasy. Let's go. All right. First up on the hot list is Jose Trevino. And I did not update this per the stats this morning in the game. I made this graphic beforehand. So I do apologize for that. But uh, Jose Trevino in the last 14 days batting 400, 1.103 OPS. Two homers, nine RBIs, and a 2.23 WRC plus. I, I mean, that's just not realistic. I think he'll be good, though. But that's not the question. So, what, I, are you buying that also, he's going to be a, a capable? He's not going to hit 400, but that's what I'm saying. I'm he was two for eight. four today, by the way. I know. I'm buying that he's good. Not so he's bad. batting four of ten. Quick math in the last 14. Okay. Yeah, I'm buying that he's good. Matt, Matt, Matt Carpenter. Also known as Luigi to Nestor Cortez's Mario, 
928 OPS in the last 14 days, three homers, four RBIs, and a 170 WRC+. Plus. Three, and like we mentioned before, three home runs, no singles at all. No, I'm selling that. But what you can't measure in Sabre metrics, locker room guy. Is Huge locker room, locker room guy. Are you kidding me? Huge. He's what do you mean? Am I kidding? For like two weeks, and he's already got a nickname with Nestor. He's got the that mustache yeah, on the internet brings people together. I don't We're know if that makes him a locker room. room. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm with a, Chandler. No, he's a, he's a, he's a locker room guy. But, uh, but right. no, being a locker room guy. Okay, we need to address this. We can't just throw this around willy nilly because this is an important thing. Because Nestor Cortez, not a locker room guy, but he has a mustache. Luis Sessa was a locker room guy. Well, yeah, Nestor Cortez is a bad example. Nestor Cortez was. This isn't about mustaches. This is this isn't a mustache award. This is a, a guy's guy award. And Rizzo, locker room guy. He's got the charisma. Yep. I don't know if I would give that same charisma. Josh Donaldson, not a locker. Room not yeah, the opposite of a locker room guy. Definitely not a locker room guy. It it doesn't go to everybody, but you don't have to be the best player on the team to be the locker room guy. You can be the worst player. That's on the not team what I'm saying. Guy, I Luis. That's nothing to do with talent. It's about okay, getting the boys together. Here's what happened. They walked into the locker room. He had a mustache. Oh, they physically walked in the locker room. He had a, he had a so mustache. So he is technically a locker room guy. He was in the locker Nessa room. Nesta Cortez <laughs> also has a mustache, and they were like, do you want to be friends? And like that's all that happened. Did that happen? Yeah, but they're showing them. Could have the been. Game. I don't know. Just made this, Luis. Huh? No. They, they were chit-chatting in the dugout and like smiling, laughing with their two mustaches. They played into it. He's a locker room guy. He fit right in. You think they saw the Mario Luigi thing? I would almost guarantee it. You're saying it's just like stepbrothers? Like you want to become best friends? We, we kind of have mustaches? to. Yeah, the internet it's just kinda, made us best friends. Like what, same with Gallo and Rizzo. It was the same thing when it was the Italian Stallions when they both got tra- traded over. It's, yeah, you know, that's going really well deal. now. <laughs> well, <laughs> like two of our worst hitters. Well, Gallo's also okay. a good locker room guy. Can I, I ask so. you a question then? Of the two that aren't really hitting as as well, and this may not even be a question. I can I I know Rizzo will turn it around and he already kind of started to to turn it around, but Gallo I just and I know he's a good player beyond the Yankees like he before this he was very good and that's why we went after him he obviously struck out a ton I just for the life of me cannot see him hitting a fucking baseball he didn't strike out today it's not bad somehow and he's out, spoiler alert he's not on the not list today I feel like that's that's a little bit to be not disrespectful to him because he's been on it so many times, but just May like, I ask where you are thought we that Rizzo's turning it around. Yeah. Cause he was over four. He's two for his last 26. Yeah. I test. And, and Gallo had a two hit game earlier this week. Yeah. But you also have to factor in the locker room guy and he's got a ton of grit. So like, also he loves, <laughs> he loves New York. The guys at the Rangers game last that night. too. Maybe that's why he's not really hitting too well because he, just straight up wasn't at the state for him to get to MSG. And for those that don't know this, like they had a game at seven Oh five, the Rangers who LGR have now won the first game in the Eastern conference finals. Let's go Rangers Chandler and Damon have to go buy Zibanejad jerseys. Cause they said they would, if they, they were all out, I tried. Yeah. Jerseys are flat sold out in all of the world. Really? You really Rangers. looked it up with me. They were not there. We're not there. I just said, I just agreed with you. Oh, I thought you were like talking shit about me. No, yes. I, I literally I, looked I up. Also thought you were talking yeah, shit. <laughs> I thought you were being sarcastic. No, I was telling the <laughs> telling the audience like, yeah, confirming yes, there were no Rangers jerseys. So if you were trying to buy a Mika Zibanejad jersey or anything for that matter, you're gonna have to get a custom jersey and you're gonna have to write in Mika Zibanejad and put his number in. It's gonna cost you an extra hundred bucks. So, um, or you could buy mine and I could sell it to you for 
um, $4 under what they would charge. Um, yeah, but but, I don't know how you guys aren't buying Igor Shesterkin jerseys. Yeah, he's a nah, fucking Ben and Jav's my boy. Is this a Rangers podcast now? <laughs> I mean, we're a state of the New York, state of New York podcast. It's crazy oh, because yeah. New York. Four of us are residents here. In New York, New York sports are hot in the streets right now. The Mets are they good. Really are. The Yankees are good. And the, Ran- the Rangers are the Super talk Bowl. of the town right now. I mean, we, we want to talk about a hot ticket. We were trying to go to the Rangers games. And, I mean, they were minimum. Four, I, th- I saw uh, they're minimum 400 piece, but. The average ticket cost, did you see that compared to the other three teams remaining? No. And this I is a little foreshadow of a potential sponsor in the future. What? Uh, I saw the get in cost was 493 at MSG. The I, average. I'm really surprised that Edmonton isn't that high because, like, Tampa Bay doesn't give a shit about any Edmonton was two. Except for the Bucks. And, the, yeah, I guess just the Bucks. And, uh, you know, Colorado, Denver's a little harder to get to, I guess, but. Oh yeah, I'm surprised Edmonton. Edmonton was two. I'll I'll tell you what the Rangers' average ticket price was one thousand seven hundred dollars. That's average because obviously some are a lot higher. But the next highest was Edmonton at average ticket price of nine hundred one, and then it was like six hundred and five hundred for the the other two for Colorado and Tampa. But just crazy. New York's hot in the streets, and I think, I mean, the Rangers right now are absolutely New York's team. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And it's not even close. You see people walking around. I, granted, they're in the playoffs, but like I feel like all year I've been seeing so many Rangers jerseys just walking around the streets. And they're gonna they're gonna continue to be. I mean, they've been the hockey team in New York for however long, but now they made it this far in the playoffs, and they're so young that like it's gonna continue. And they they might have a dynasty on their hands if people are talking about them being like people are talking ahead of ahead of schedule, which makes me it's eerily familiar. To the 2017 Yankees, which, as we all know, got us a lot of championships. But <laughs> baby bombers panned out to four straight after being one game shy. So let's hope that this this baby bombers they they have a name for that. And this is the last thing I'll say on the Rangers because this is the Yankees podcast. But Rangers hot in the streets, so we're talking about it. But they do have they have the kid line, which is just all of the young kids. It's just Cap- Caco, I think it's Capo Caco Lafreniere, Caco Caco Lafreniere, and Heedle. Yeah. Wild times, and I What's think going to be more fun, the uh, parade or the Yankees this year. I mean, if the Yankees are in the parade, I'm I'm not sleeping for like wait, four days. What parade? The Rangers parade. I'm saying the World Series or the Stanley Cup parade. Which oh, which one? Better. Are we Title Town now? I mean, it, it's so funny because even if we did win a World Series and the Stanley Cup, there's no chance. I was talking about the Grand Slam that Tampa almost won. There's just, I mean, the Knicks are just never going to win anything. So well, Jets and Giants are, and the Jets win. and Giants both aren't good. Well, Buffalo would Whoa. count. Would Buffalo count towards the Grand no. Slam? No. Why not? Because it's closer to Toronto than New York City. But it's in New York State lines. I guess that'd be yeah, like if the Glens Glens Falls River Cats were able to slide in there. I feel like that would count towards the I Grand mean, Slam. I mean, California not counts it team. as like as a was like title town. Yeah, LeBron does. I mean, that doesn't. Count. I guess the Bills right, are the only team that plays problem, in New York huh? State football. I think that would count if the Bills, so the Rangers, the Yankees, or the Mets. We kind of have a cop out. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, let's talk about the Yankees. So yeah. hot or not, you sold the. Did you sell both Carpenter and, uh, and Trevino? I bought, I bought Trevino with the. You know, with the caveat that I don't think he's going to be a 400 hitter, but I think he can be a productive player on both both sides. I sold Matt Carpenter. Just, I mean, he was literally. You saw that thing I sent you 
right when we signed him, he was literally the worst hitter in Major League Baseball last year. Yeah, you got to believe he, he, he regresses to the mean. Or is he having some positive regression because he's not... Matt Carpenter is a good baseball player over his career. Do we think he's potentially... Like, this is bringing... Hit, like, we want to talk about regressing to the mean or progressing to the mean. Did he need a stretch like this that will continue to make up for such a terrible 2021? I mean, is two ace look at this two schools of thought here look at his stats but i'm pretty sure he was on a pretty like significant downward trend for a while i don't think it was like a you know a switch flipped and he just sucked all of a sudden he was but i also believe he was tearing the cover off the ball for the rangers triple a i mean he was and hitting then, 270 with like three home runs i don't know no i, I, I thought mean, i saw I do know. that i was well, they show it every every game he was hitting like 273 i don't even know if it? he had a home run on this on this hot or not stat line for Matt Carpenter, I intentionally did not put in his batting average. I put, uh, you know, I'll post this tomorrow on social media uh, for the hot or not things. But it, the lines just say for Trevino, I put a slash line. I put batting average OPS just because I wanted to show that. I'm kind of fudging the numbers a little bit, but for for Carpenter, it's just OPS because I didn't want people to be. Because you know how people people are so dumb on social media, so be like, "Oh my God, how are you going to say he's hot when he's batting 163?" And he's like, "Well, because he has three home runs and no singles. That's why." He, he also had 11 pitch leadoff home run today. That's true. That's he, I, mean, I cannot doing, believe he led off today. <laughs> he's doing more than you could have ever asked for when we signed him. Absolutely, he was supposed to be just a stopgap to like keep the team alive while all the big guys were hurt and he has done more than serviceable at that. And you know what? My fucking hats off to him. He's like I said, he's done everything you could ask for. And then some, I just don't, I don't a buy that. He's going to be here the entire season and B, even if he is, he's obviously just not going to hit a home run like every other game. That's just not going to happen. It's, it's going to be a trivia question someday. What? Yeah. I don't know. They'll find something like what? what? There was one I saw today. It was like, who are the only three Yankees to hit a home run in their first three at bats with the team? Yeah. Higgy Soriano and him, right? Yeah. Murphy trivia. I saw it on the screen when I was watching. (laughs) You could just take it. Um, Yeah. I I think, I think he's going to, I I think he's, he's going to, he's going to go. He's going to be the next person. I said Castro is going to be the next person in the sun. He's going to, I think he's going to free fall after this. I, I don't know if he's going to have high enough of an expectation or a role to even go. I don't think summer. he's going to have the leash to do it. I think if he starts free yeah. falling, I should be like, bye, like have fun at fucking bagging groceries or whatever. Are we, are we, we haven't put anybody on the sun recently. Well, Aaron Hicks is on the sun and I'm pretty sure he was really upset about it. And that's why my back is scorched earth right now. Oh, you're telling me they didn't get off with three hits today? <laughs> no, he did not. no, he did not. Um, I mean, how bad does Gallo have to be to, to put him on the sun? He's getting there. I'll tell I you that much. I feel like every time he hits this, like, skid, he'll be, like, 0 for 20, and then we're about to put him on the sun, and then the next game he goes, like, 3 for 4. And we're like, well, there's Gallo. Has he gone when did three he go for 3 for 4 all this year? I, he had I two hits earlier. I don't know if it was exactly 3 for 4, but you know what I'm saying. If you could like, pull up a game log where he had three hits, I, I'll, I'd be shocked. I don't think it's happened this year. He has two multi-hit games. <laughs> I'm just so clearly not talking about a single stat line. I'm just saying I, he will like have that one game with a couple hits, and then we're like, oh, fuck. And then, then he'll just suck, and then he'll have an eh game. He's also just not as frustrating as Hicks. Like At least he runs. 
Like he doesn't like loaf to balls in the outfield. He, it looks like he's actually trying and you know, maybe that's not fair to Hicks, but you know what? I don't fucking care. He just looks lazy out there. Like he literally will loaf. I mean, when Cameron Mabin's calling you out for being lazy on a broadcast. Yeah. Case in point. Boom. Done. I don't know. At least Gallo looks like he's trying. I would also say he's kind of getting close because I the big thing that I always think in defense of Gallo is, well, at least he walks, at least he gets on base, and at least he plays solid defense. And it's the same thing we talk about with Hicks. And his OBP is under 300. His OPS is under 600. It's bad. His defense is, it's defense is not great right now. It's yeah. It, Can I make the motion? I don't I, mean, I feel can, you know what I think it's fair to it's fair to vote on it. I could say I that. feel yeah, like everybody else, like I always come when I when I with an agenda, like I I want to put this person on the sun. I feel like all all four of us just don't want to do it because we all want to like Gallo so much, and we know how insurmountable it can be to be sent to the sun. Well, well actually, he, actually, it's a good thing being sent to the sun. We've seen historically when you get sent to the sun, you start playing well. Dude, last year we, we retired like four people. What do you mean yeah. retired? Like Jay Bruce. Ever. Jay Bruce retired. Oh yeah. Andrew Heaney never became a Yankee again. So it's it's how it's what you make <laughs> of it. It's like you get sent to the sun, you get sent to like you have you get punished or something like that. You could either turn that into something positive. Wandy Peralta. Wandy Peralta, Luis Sessa. Not Nick Nelson. Or you or you can get sent to the sun and snowball and get worse. That's what I meant by Nick Nelson. Nick Nelson did that. So <laughs> I think I think Gallo, he could benefit from a trip to the sun because I think he's got that demeanor in that he could go get sent there. He's like, you know what? I'll, 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 I'll wear this. I deserve it. I'll be sent to the sun. I'll come out stronger. Chad Green, a la Chad Green when he was sent down, not to the sun when he was sent down and he came back as Cy Young pitcher and now he's bad again. But I'm, I'm just saying right there. The sun isn't a rehab facility. It is a graveyard. That's, that's for some. Very well said. For no. some. No. It's not the purpose of the sun. The sun is don't let the door hit you on the way out. You're don't right, but I, I, I agree. You can come back from that, sure, but it's it should be rare. It's not like, oh, he's struggling. Let's put him on the sun, see if he does better. Like, no. You're right. No, so the sun is reserved, is reserved to somebody who's completely written out of my life. Like, I'm putting you on the sun because I no longer care about you. It is essentially a shame. Like, Hicks. you're shamed. Okay. Hicks. I think that's fair then. Let's vote. With that being said, closing words, Murphy. All in favor of, of uh, Joey Gallo being sent to the sun, say aye. All right. Case closed. It, was worth the, it was worth the conversation. That, I, I think Murph just swung my vote. The, Give me a month. Yeah, That's I what I'm think saying. if he does this, if he is this bad for another month, then I just think there's no help for him. I mean, he's had his moments here and there, but like, I, man, I just, I, it's so hard to just write him off. Like Hicks is easy to write off. He's coming off major surgery. He already wasn't amazing, but now he's lost his one tool he had, and that was his fucking arm. And you can see it affecting his play everywhere. He's lost his wrist. He's got the fucking Tommy John surgery. Like, it makes sense. Gallo's a healthy, young, spry guy out there. He's just spring chicken. I'm not expecting him to hit 300, but I just give me a month. Give me a month. I'm warming up to the idea of it, but I'm just not I'm not ready yet. 
I said the same thing when we were talking about IKF sending him to the sun. Um, I feel like Gallo, like he's not doing well, but he's not doing anything that's like directly affecting the outcome of the game. Like, yes, indirectly, he's not hitting that, that hurts the game, that hurts us winning, but there's no like big situation that he's up consistently in and just getting out, not doing a job. Like Aaron Hicks, bases loaded, men on, run to score position, strikes out, pops up, throw a play. Like he does that consistently and he's batting like 0.91 with runs and scoring position this year. Like that is directly affecting the outcome of the game and it's in our face the whole time. Gallo, I feel like he's like just getting out on his own terms when nothing else is happening in that inning. And I feel like that's why I'm not uh, drawn to put him on the sun because of uh, there's no like staring me in the face. It's like this guy is affecting the outcome of the game right now. Very well said, Damon. July 1st. Thank you. Let's reassess July 1st. That being said, though, I agree. Like, if he <laughs> does do this for another month, then, like, all right, dude, like, we got we to send him there and, uh, you know, maybe that'll make uh, put some fire. In so, I, the, yeah, the I think what you said, what you said in the big spots that he won't come up, he's not going to fuck anything up huge, like in a big spot, which he kind of is. But if he continues to do just like the, the slow fizzle out, just be not like very underwhelming and not more than underwhelming, bad for this, like, this is exactly what he's doing for the first two months. If he does three months of that, I think that's unworthy, regardless of what you said, Murph, of saying, like, hey, don't let the door hit you on the way out. But if you do this for three months, that's bad. Just, that's unworthy. Let me put it this way. I'm not I, – I am in no way, shape, or form defending Joey Gallo right now. Like, it's not like I get a warm fuzzy when he's up to – you know, when he's up to bat. Like, I still expect him to strike out every single at bat. But there's, like, at least a glimmer of hope for him he doesn't look like a completely just lost defeated man like yeah that, and that's why i'm willing to hang on for a few more weeks but I, I, after that point i just don't i don't think you can i think maybe if he doesn't do anything we uh we give him a little timeout sun sun action no i can't do it it's not timeout it's it's sun or not no but with no junior sun i mean i know i'm saying what we did with like we did with uh you either die with, or you don't we did with chapman we were like hey it'll go to the sun well, Chapman yeah. had like like you talk about costing games. He like he's on the forefront. Oh, I'm aware. Of blowing games. I'm like, aware. He's, he's but we like put we... into situations and blowing it. Like he has the opposite of Gallo in the sense that Gallo is just like a slow burn of just being bad all the time, but not necessarily. I mean, granted, he's not closing games. He's Joey Gallo. I hope he doesn't close games. But yeah, I don't know. Speaking of Chapman, when's he coming back? Uh, he TBD. just started throwing again. That's cool. Not doing anything significant. No, no timeline for his return for his phantom injury. Stanton's Stan supposed to be back like within the next few days. That's good. Exciting. Um, you want to do the knots? Oh my god, we haven't even done the knots. Yeah, go ahead. We just, we just, knots? we just like to chat. We like to chat. Oh, Chitter chatters. Just start a podcast. Go chat with your friends. Go start um, a business. Go start a business. Presented <laughs> by uh, Underdog. Um, ad. <laughs> Who's doing the knots? I think Murphy should I'll do the knots. All right. The knots are presented by uh, everybody who doesn't sponsor this podcast. Nice one. Little shade. Uh, add that. That's it. Oh, yeah, never mind. Uh, Mike King is the, first, <laughs> is the first first person that is on the knots. This is, I think, the second time that he's made himself available on the knot list. Murphy, correct me if I'm wrong. At least one run in the last three outings. And in those three outings... 
six runs total. So the one one time it was only one. I think it was two another time, and it was three another time. Check my math on that. That's six. Uh, 8.2 FIP in that time frame as well. I unfortunately think that's, yeah, not as good as we thought he was. Wow. that We'll dive more into that in a second. Yeah. Second on the not list, Isaiah Kiner-Falefa has been uh, – Subpar, to say the least. Uh, he is uh, 229 batting average, which isn't as low as you'd think when you make the not list, but a 489 OPS, zero homers that goes into the OPS, four RBIs, and a 44 WRC plus in the last 14 days. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's a little better than that, but not much. Yeah, so uh, let's. Th- I think the one to unpack more is Mike King because I mean that that's a fall from grace. Like he he was, and I know we've talked about it before, and he's made it on the not list. And I don't want the not list to become just a, a repetitive like, oh, this guy hit a home run. Let's put him on the hot list and talk about that. Just easy segue to talk about him. I want I want the not list and the hot list to be, you know, exactly what it was for the hots. It was Trevino and it was Carpenter. Those are guys that, that's. So meat on the bones on that conversation. It's not just that's why we don't bring up Judge every week because Judge is going to be on the hot list and it's just useless. He's that's that's it's obvious. We're going to talk about it, Judge being good, but with Mike King, I mean to go from where you were as one of the most dominant relievers on the planet, and then you know maybe it was a, a he was I was going to say maybe it was against bad competition, but he did it against good competition. He went in against the the Blue Jays with bases loaded, nobody out, with Chapman imploding, and he got out of it. And so you you the, you go with that, and then you see what he's doing now, six runs in the last three outings. I don't know. Walk me through your decision here, Murph. Well, yeah, I think so. That everyone We're thinking of Mike King this year. We're talking about when he came and saved Chapman's ass with the bases loaded. And I think we just let that change our expectations of him a little bit, where we all of a sudden think he's got ice in his veins and can get out of everything. And that's just not realistic. I think he's, I don't think he's this bad where he's going to let up a run every time he's out there. I, I just think he's going to fall somewhere in the middle and he's going to be a serviceable long reliever, which is great. But I don't think he's up in the Clay Holmes territory where we were talking him in the same sentence in the beginning of the year. Do you think that's a very good point? You bring up the name Clay Holmes because they're one in the same. They, they, we were talking about people to become closers instead of Chapman, which is I, I still think is the, is the case. Of the two that are doing what they're doing, do you think that like do you think Clay Holmes is also fool's gold in a sense that he isn't this ridiculous like you know Mike King we thought with Mike King and go back a month Mike King and Clay Holmes were both looking like the same it was a one a one b for the closer role people were talking about it you know just pe- people were talking but <laughs> when you look at them now and you see that one person free fell and one did not. Do you think there's a possibility that Clay Holmes can also be that guy because he's somebody that just figured it out out of seemingly thin air? Did the Yankees figure him out and fix him, or is he going to have a similar, you know, fall to grace or a, a regression to the mean, so to speak? I mean, similar I mean, he's to going to allow a run by the end of the year, but I don't. I, I mean, I think at the end of the season, it's going to be about the separation that we're looking at right now. I think Clay Holmes is going to continue to probably by the end of the year be the best piece in our bullpen which is fine because he's, you know, one of the best bullpen arms at baseball right now. I don't think he's going to have this sub 0.5 ERA, but you know, he's well, right now. He's the he's second got, to Josh Hader. Well, Hader's like not fair. So <laughs> that doesn't count, but no, but that's a good point though. Do you think he's in that? T- do you think he ends up in that territory of that rare air, albeit you can't sniff 
Josh Hader's shorts, but like he, he won't be near him. But do you think he's like the second in the league? Like we have one of the best bullpens. He's our best bullpen arm. You would think that that would mean that he is like the second best reliever in baseball. Is that the case? I, I think no, that's not. I don't think you can say that right now. I think he's right now, like if you look at from the beginning of the season until now, then yeah, he's the second best reliever in baseball. But when you look at the grand scheme of things, from a career perspective and looking forward that I don't think you can call him a second best reliever. You could maybe call him top 15 at this point, but it's, you know, it's been three months. No, I was asking, does he finish as the number two ish? Like top, does he finish top five by the end of the year? Top five relievers. It'd be a hot take. I think, I think that's about the good cutoff. I feel like he could be like five. I say it wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me, but I'd like, I'm not expecting it. If you say two, I think that's a hot take. But the real question was: Do you think he will? Do you think he will continue this body of work? Close-ish. He won't have like a return to the average like King kind of has, and King potentially as as yeah. you. The reason why you said you're buying that he's this this not take is that you think he'll be somewhere in the middle. Do the closer you don't think Leigh Holmes will be that. I mean, I, I like I said, he's not going to have one run, earned run for the rest of the year, and he's not. So yeah, he'll re- regress is the wrong word, but you know, his, his numbers will slip a little bit because that's just baseball. But I think he's still going to have very, very good numbers by the end of the year, more so than King. I'm just nervous because he's going to blow by the amount of innings he's normally thrown. You think he's gonna? Sure. Yeah, you think he's gonna hit a little I mean, bit of fatigue? He's already got twenty five. The highest he's ever thrown in a season was tw- seventy. Excuse me, and that was last year. And before that, the next, I mean, twenty twenty, he didn't pitch. Twenty nineteen, he threw fifty, and twenty eighteen, he threw twenty six. So like, so if he had seventy, he's pretty much he's a little bit over the pace, but that's that's not astronomically more than it, we it had last year. It would definitely help him if there was another guy that we could rely on in that high leverage spot. And I don't know if there is right now. Like, you mean you another know, guy Chapman. that potentially could be coming from his, his former team. If you say David Bednar, oh, oh I'm gonna, <laughs> the one stop? I want to trade for the deadline, he's going to be a Yankee. I'm calling my shot right now. And Chandler, you're going to make a video similar to that of the Darren O'Day calling. Cause I, it, it feels very similar. It's eerily similar to that because I have, when my mind sticks to, to one guy becoming a Yankee, and it's like not like Marte? it's no, but it's not like a big no, but it's not like a big name or something. It's it's Darren O'Day and David Bednar. I guarantee nobody listening to this podcast who didn't hear it from me from the first time knew David Bednar's name because I didn't until I played fantasy. And if you did, you're a big time baseball fan, and I I commend you. But I mean, the man's a good baseball player. He's on the Pirates. He's got a lot of team control, and I think the Yankees should go after him. And like you just said, Murph, I think he's a name that. You know, and he's doing well now on the Pirates. Imagine what the Yankees could potentially figure out in him, similar to what they did with Clay Holmes when he came over from. I mean, I guess the Pirates just have the worst <laughs> pitching pitching coaches and analytics department in Didn't they just the land. The Dodgers? They did just sweep the Dodgers. Can we but, put Matt Blake on the hot list? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's literally he is quite literally the best thing that's happened to the Yankees since two thousand nine. I'm not even saying that really like exaggerating. What was that thing that he? Uh, I, I saw something. I kind of grazed over it that said he was like he's never gonna be a good coach. Did anyone see that? No. Like I just saw something that there was like a, almost a scouting report. Again, I didn't really read over it too much, but it was like a scouting report for him in the league I have a as hard a coach. Time believing 
you didn't read something. Yeah, as shocking as that is, but I just feel like never mind. He's he's great, and he proved this one guy wrong apparently. So that's just kudos to you, Matt Blake. Welcome to the hot list. You guys want to chat about some of the rounding thirds that people sent in for us? Can I bring up one thing real quick before we do that? Because we, I know we just historically speaking wrap up with that. Did you see uh, Joe Madden was blame or not accusing but insinuating the Yankees were cheating today? What because of the pitch uh, thing? Yeah, like, it was uh, like call thing. He didn't directly accuse them, but he said they're really good at reading pitchers. They're very very good at it. That doesn't mean anything. I think no, he's just, just giving us a nice pat on the back. He is definitely not. He was. Like, <laughs> I guess he was also talking to the umpires because they had a pitch comm issue that they couldn't figure out. That's what I thought you were referring to. No, he. I mean, he said they were like stealing signs without saying it, and then the you know Boone was like, "They are very good at it." I'm glad he recognized it. <laughs> play. Players are very good. All right, so here we go. From Danny Logan. Anduhar should start over Gallo. Fine. Not every day, but, I mean, at least give them both a chance. Because we had the conversation of him over Hicks. That was a separate conversation, I guess, now. Should should we have that conversation? I I personally would not buy that. I think we have – I think Gallo has too much pedigree to – like, we have to let this ride out, and we're not going to bench Gallo. Especially not if Hicks is still in the outfield. Yeah, I think he, like we said before, Anduar would take a spot over Hicks first and then Gallo, but I don't think it would ever become to that. I think Gallo, hopefully we'll figure it out before then, but I, I just do think those two things won't happen. Like, I think Gallo will either figure it out before that or and before Anduar can get to the point where he would take his job. If that makes any sense. Um, Aaron Boone will get tossed out of over four and a half more games over under. From Mike Scoach. It's a good question. More games? I'm muted. What a fucking idiot I am. I said I said under. I I, I don't think if he does more than four and a half, he's forcing it. How many has it I, been to I this point? Like I think two. two. I, I don't know. I feel like just so like four more or two and a half more. Four, it's, the over under is four and a half more. Four oh no. I think, he, I think he'll get four and a half total. I mean, if he's at two through two months, he's averaging one per month. That's quick math for you. And then after that, what, there's four months left. I think he, he, you got to factor in at least two in August because dog days of summer. He's going to need to spark the boys a bit. So two of them in there. That's my thought process. One in July, two in August. And then it's near October. You got to get the fellas going. I think, I think we get more towards the end of the year. And is he counting? He said, more games, I think he might be counting playoffs too. You don't get tossed in the playoffs. No. Why not? Because you just when don't. do you have that would be such a huge deal. It's like oh, yeah. it's like, like fist fighting in playoff hockey. Like as, as a new hockey fan, I can agree. They don't do that. No. Yeah, Sometimes in the, the playoffs. Round, but you just yeah. gotta know when to bite your tongue. You know what I'm saying? Again, I'm, I'm gonna just, take the over. The puck's on net's too too valuable. Cycle the puck. Uh, yep. There's just Over no nine deep. Four lines deep, four lines banging. Dump chase. Dump and chase. Put pucks on that, Murph. Blocking shots, Rangers hockey. Murph, so, <laughs> Murph is so happy that we're, we're hockey fans I'm now. so happy that you guys are hockey fans. Like, no, the fact, I'm serious. And I'm <laughs> putting myself on blast here. I used to, I grew up a Flyers fan because their AHL team played in Glens Falls when I was a kid. And I'm very adamant about not changing my favorite team in any sport. 
And I could never in a million years do that for baseball. But the Adirondack Phantoms, which have since moved out of town for the Adirondack Thunder. And it's been a long time now. So I've been falling out of touch with the Flyers a little bit. And now that you guys like the Rangers and are liking hockey and they're playing well, I've started to develop a soft spot for the Rangers. I've been rooting for them. I think we will welcome you in with open arms with that. Considering, I don't know if we're, we, we can't, I don't know if we're the gatekeepers that you have to really pitch that to, considering we, we just became like big Rangers fans. But I was a Ranger. I was, here's the difference. I was a Rangers fan, but I wasn't really paying attention. So I can just come in. I'm not like switching teams. Yeah. You're switching teams. You so, also live in New York. Yeah, you, but you do live in New York. So too. yeah, I, I, I think like yeah, we'll welcome a, you. It's like being a Rays fan, I guess, or maybe a Blue Jays fan and then becoming a Yankees fan. Yeah. Well, welcome in the Red Sox, but uh, let's do a couple more before I gotta get out of here. But let's do a couple more before we get out of here. Uh, bring back Guardi. I'll just put a quick note of that one. We don't need to even ask the team about that. Geo over Donaldson. This is actually a fun one to talk about because absolutely. we absolutely, absolutely, Geo or Shella. That's the one. What other Geo do you know? I don't know. I I don't know if that's an absolutely. I don't know if it's an absolutely either. I think it's an interesting one to talk about considering it's two months into two months post trade. Is he, does he like playing exceptionally well? I didn't think he was. No. And I I think you're seeing now what it, what it's, I mean, what Gio is like outside of a big market. He goes back to the guy you kind of forget about. He's never really going to be. He's not having a bad year by any means. If he was on the Yankees with these numbers, we'd be happy. What is he doing? 268, five home runs, 22 ribbies. Those are great. Um, 329 OBP, OPS plus 114. So, yeah. Not I mean, but when you compare like him. 2019, 2020 season, but better than last year. What are Donaldson's numbers? So he's hitting 238. Um, 238, but he has a 349 OBP and. Uh, 764 OPS. I didn't know it was OPS plus. Yeah, I had a very slow start, start too. It'd be an interesting yeah. thing to look at at the end of the year, which we'll we'll look at it and see who really won that deal. But right now, it's I mean, Gary's a, we got rid of Gary, so we win automatically. But I just I don't know. I I think we still won, but not a, not by a large margin. I think it's still at the same margin as we thought when we the deal initially went through. Um, but I I would take based on those numbers right now and. The, the like the guy that Donaldson is like I would take Gio right now, uh, but we'll talk about that at the end of the year. Um, Judge is good at baseball, yes. Joe Girardi is a better manager than Aaron Boone, yeah. Hot take: uh, I think Nestor wins Cy Young. We've talked about that. Yes, of course he's going to do that. Hicks and Gallo bat above three hundred after the All Star break. I don't know what crack this guy's smoking, but that's just not going to happen ever in the world. Uh, maybe he meant combined. That could happen, you, and no, that and combi- that no, that's combining, the right line. No, you mean like, like add add two batting average averages now? together. Like he said, add them, Hicks, maybe. he said Hicks and Gallo bat above three hundred after the All Star big exclamation point. He was pumped. Um, not what he means. That's not what he means. But that that brings another that begs the question: Do you, would you if I moved that line to say <laughs> Hicks and Gallo would hit above one fifty apiece? Yes, they're going to hit above 150 apiece. Okay, that's fair. All right, I think that's going to do it for me. Um, Now Luke's gone. We're going to have to really start the show. Yeah. (laughs) That was a good one. Um, Nice. Almost knocked me off my dinosaur there, Damon, the last time I left. 
fun fact that I'm throwing in there at the end on purpose because it's not really worth much of a conversation. Aaron Hicks leads the team in stolen bases. At how many? Five. Oh, so great. IKF also right on track five. for fucking 30, 30 Aaron Hicks five. does not have five. Aaron Hicks has five stolen bases. No, he does not. Yes, he does. I refuse to believe that. Well, Show me. According to MLB.com. Why is that so Aaron crazy? I don't know if that's true. Didn't we just look at his numbers and he had like one? He has one home run. Two, two. I'm telling you what I'm I'm telling you what I'm looking at right now. Unless SB changed what that <laughs> means in the last, you know, 24 hours. I just so my, I haven't was, seen those. My question to you is, will Aaron Hicks, he was talking about that 30-30 season. Is he going to end the year with more stolen bases or home runs? One home run stolen bases. He's not going to get more than five home runs. So <laughs> that, that, that question's already already answered. He's also been caught stealing twice. So he's attempted seven bases, which is a team leading. He's gonna so he's, he's gonna trying finish, for that thirty. He's gonna finish with a fifty percent stolen base like success rate, and I, I do think he's gonna keep trying. I mean, he got he got picked off by. Joe Kelly and got made fun of for it, and I don't. We, I don't think we've read that on on the podcast. I know Chandler showed me it. Just the 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 like the, the article on conversation. No, that was when Joe mm-hmm. Kelly was like, "Way to fucking go, buddy! Like, nice job! Like, what are you doing, you fucking idiot?" After he picked him off, was yeah, like, he was like, "Know your role." It was, it was something. We'll read it on the next podcast because that it, we'll pull it up. It's very funny. If you haven't seen it, go. I'm, I'm sure if you Google Joe Kelly. Uh, makes fun Aaron of Hicks. the worst player on the Yankees. That'll come up. So, um, anywho, that'll do it from us. We appreciate you guys listening to episode 204. Fantastic. We had a fantastic time. We hope you did as well. If you liked it, give us a five-star review on iTunes. We would greatly appreciate it. And go subscribe to the Bronx Pinstripes YouTube. That's where you can catch our episodes live the night before. Go download the Chalkboard app and join our group chat. We're trying to get to 500 million people in that app. It's just going to be a wild time. You don't want to miss it. Um, that would actually be kind of wild. I wouldn't. We wouldn't be able to to see each other's chats in if there was five hundred million in there. It would be a bad user experience, as somebody might say in the app space. Five hundred more would be perfect. Five hundred more would be cool. Um, and yeah, go check out Underdog Fantasy. Download that app as well. We'll just toss an apps around to you, but they're good ones. So it's gonna be a lot of fun. Go get your free money out of Murph's pocket. Hell yeah. All the guys at 161st Street, I just have two words for you. See ya! Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.